Check. We are rolling. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Hey, yo, I got your ease over here. And brought to you by Sammy the Bull at the Rave and also by chickensraisingkittens.com. We're more likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul-mouthed jerk from out of town. Foul-mouthed? Fuck you, man. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, oh, that's right. Before I get into that, this is the worst case scenario, and I'm your host, Foul Mouth Jerk, aka Falio Iglesias, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion, Punani DeFranco, the Archduke Depeche Mode, Von Luftballoons, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie. And uh, you are now rocking with the worst. With me, as always, is Adam Strange, aka Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, the Vice Count, Dirty Finger. Yo. Adam Strange, the crown prince of rhyme. I give you three hours loving in one minute's time. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave that there on the doorstep. I'm signifying. Um, yeah, I think that's what they call presenting on the Nature Channel. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's funny uh, that we should be talking about Sammy the Bull selling to eat raves because... Um, we're topical. I was, yeah, we're very, that's very, very current, very avant-garde. Um... No, I was just watching that Get Gotti documentary this morning. Uh, um, I've been wanting to watch that. They really, and I just feel like, so they touch on why Sammy the Bull flipped. And it's like, you know, never pro snitching, but eh, it's pretty sure that Gotti was going to kill him. Yeah. So it's like only, you know. Yeah. So you got to, I mean, sometimes you just got to go sell Molly at Raves. I don't know. Hey, and I'll say. Stunner pills. You know, like Gotti had been breaking said rules of Costa Nostra. So, yeah, I mean, the Omerta didn't really apply to his ass anymore, and it it applies always. But you know, we don't talk to police. Like if somebody says they're going to kill you, and the police come and they're like, "Here's a tape of him saying he's going to kill you." What you do is you drive to his house and kill him. I'm just saying, if you're going to play mafia rules, you drive to Gotti's house. You're like, John, I got to talk to you for a second. Pop, pop. I guess I'm the boss now because that's how John got to be the boss. Yeah, and then Sammy could have been the boss, like that, and Giuliani could have still been nobody, and it could have all worked out, and then he wouldn't have had to move to Arizona and have rave parties. But that's all right. But that's the documentary we all deserve, don't you think? Like yeah. what Sammy the Bull did after witness protection, because yeah, it's called he, My Blue Heaven. I've seen it. Yeah, no, I was I was gonna say it like, kind of seems you're, like that. You're too hot for this freezer aisle. <laughs> oh, you're gonna melt all this stuff. Um. Yeah, that was a true story based on the life. Of yeah, based on the life of Sammy the Bull. Just less killing. I just, uh, I've seen a, like a YouTube clip of Sammy the Bull arguing with, um, I forget dude's name. It's Michael something or other. Um, Michael J. Fox? No, it's, it's another He's mob like, snitch. Sammy, your kids, they're going to sell ecstasy in Arizona. Don't no. go. <laughs> Don't go. Um, yeah, you know, because Sammy the Bull was like selling it with his kids, right? Mm-hmm. At raves. Yeah. I think his his adult sons brought him the idea that were like, hey, dad, there's this stuff called ecstasy. They're buying it. But, I mean, what what do they need uh, Sammy the Bull to be brought to the table for on that? Is muscle? Money, probably. I would think, you think muscle he's got money. money? I don't know. I mean. I don't think they let I don't you... think anybody in Arizona does. You know, like, I think most of them are broken. Like he's getting that government paycheck for no, snitching. No, it's like some Lake Havasu, like because you definitely no, I know boat having ass motherfucker. No, and they got that whole Prescott town, whatever you know. What yeah, Prescott's definitely some bougie shit. But you know, I think that um, 
he he was getting them government checks, them snitching checks. Yeah, but you think snitch checks are big? Uh, I don't know. He also was a, was so. a, in the mafia for many years and could have put some money away. Like I would think, you know, just 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 saying, if I was me, I would bury a couple bricks of cash here and there. No, I, I agree with the philosophy. I just don't know. Like he could have had a storage facility somewhere in in Jersey. Just stacked full of cash that they didn't know about. He had a construction company yeah, in the yeah. city for a long time. No, supposedly he had um, a lot of you know successful actual legal businesses, yeah. which always kind of bugs me out when you're like, do you, and you still want to just do crime? Well, it's not. That's the thing, though. It's not like he built a successful concrete company outside of the mafia true, on true. his own volition, right, and he could just right. go to that. The mafia built to that concrete company right. and gave it to him through the protection to front rights. and then when he was in charge of it he probably wasn't even keeping the profits they were probably like you're allowed to have this much cash now kick some up yeah. john's gotta buy those suits i just still like um it was funny to watch this youtube clip of these two mob snitches uh arguing with each other over like which one of them was a bitch and one of them wasn't and, yeah. like which like but they both fancy themselves, still fancy themselves like real tough guys. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Once you, whatever the reasoning, once you flip the snitch card. Yeah. I don't feel like you can like keep playing the tough guy card. What's, and like, like Henry Hill, and the one that he's, and he's always mm -hmm. in documentaries. Yeah. And they're like, like you snitching ass snitch. You know what you did? It's like, you, you shouldn't have been fucking around with the coke so much, dickhead. Like, you fucked up everybody else's good time. Don't act like you were the victim here, and now you're like on TV, like, oh, this is hard for me. Oh no, no, no. I'm selling all that blow. I've I've watched documentaries about him, like even his family, like his sisters are like, no, he was always a really selfish prick, and he's always been the person. That, my my recent documentaries have been like the black crime scenes in different cities around America, and mm -hmm. like black mafias that that happened or didn't happen, and it's really yeah, like funny BMF and all that stuff. How many of them? And I forgot the guy's name in Detroit. I know that. Courtney is the first name of his partner, but I can't remember his name. But this, these one dope guy who like, there's like three different stories around America of somewhere where they were like, well, we lost the connect. What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. Well, I heard they got mafia guys in New York. Let's just go there. And like that, that's just, that's their entire plan. It's the Yellow Pages Day. They were like, yeah. well, let's just buy a ticket to New York and then we'll see what the fuck happens when we get there. They're like, they get there and they're like, oh, they get that. that. It's called Little Italy over there. Let's see. And they mm -hmm. just walk up to a mafia guy and they get a heroin connection. And there's like at least three wow. that are that's that's the entirety of their plan. They're like, well, we're just gonna fly to New York and look for an Italian-looking guy. And he's like, oh, you need some dope? <laughs> I oh, got you. Oh, oh. <laughs> this fucking guy flies from Detroit, finds me right here on Mulberry Street. <laughs> Who the fucking thunk it? Oh, fucking uh. Yeah, but 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 the FBI could not find the mafia during that time. Like all they had to do was go to Detroit and find a random dude and be like, hey, can you find the mafia for us? Can like, you? Give me, yo, give me ten minutes. Give me 10 minutes and a box of cash. So did they just, did they say if that was like the first person they approached or couldn't be, right? They didn't go into it. They, they didn't, they weren't They're like, just like, eventually we found a mob guy. They all are, we went and looked for a mob guy and then we found one and had to connect. You know, they don't really make it seem like, it wasn't like two days or like, we were at our third cappuccino place. Right, and right. Like, like, no, we saw a sign that said deli. We walked in and then we walked out with a brick. <coughs> so we all had pinky rings. And, uh, that's a funny thing too like you see the mafia like well we knew in the 70s that the feds were so fucking racist that if it was a black guy coming in he most likely wasn't a cop yeah because they're so fucking racist there's, just like us there's racist as we are yeah. 
Fuck, man. Oh, man. Did you see? Speaking of that, uh, did you see? <laughs> so, I we covered Proswell going on trial a while back. Yep. Did you realize he got convicted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like back in April, I didn't hear what was going to happen with him, but I knew that potentially twenty plus years. Yeah. That's a lot of years. Yeah. Which would also make him the second member of the Fugees to get an over twenty year sentence. Did Did Wyclef? No, John uh, oh, Forte. Forte, yeah. Right. But he got pardoned by George Bush yeah. after a referral from Carly Simon, which, other than uh, yeah. must have been that Coke Connect. Right. <laughs> it was on my bingo card. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, uh, but no, he um, says like he's like basically making appeal because um, AI was involved in the tanking of his case. And then apparently... Do you know who David Kenner is? No. All right. So David Kenner was the uh, lawyer for Suge Knight, right. who kind of screwed Harry O out of Death Row Records. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. Super yep. shady attorney yeah. in he LA. Was part of Death Row Records. Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess that was Proswell's attorney, yeah. and uh, I think there should be no surprises that he fucked that up or. Or that something greasy was going on, but he said that he's there's apparently, and I don't know why he can't just use Chat GPT for this, but he was using an AI program uh, to write his closing arguments, and apparently that tanked the case. <laughs> I don't see how. I mean, like me neither. I would think your your closing arguments are. Or whatever the fuck you say when you stand there, like mm-hmm. it's not doesn't matter where it came from. Like it, I never heard of someone be like, "Wait a second, he he used closing arguments from a different case." They'd be like, "Yeah, what he won, it doesn't he, matter. You you can use close somebody else's closing argument." True. Well, he did also though quote some of Proswell's lyrics that were actually Diddy lyrics. Oh, man. <laughs> now that's just that's bad lawyering. I mean, yeah, that's like you know I could see, see how that yeah that's like proof of his ignorance of the like. Yeah, and uh, but also that, and this is in classic Kenner fashion. But I mean, you have you can d- during your your trial, you mm-hmm. can be like, "Hey, that's not my lyric. The guy's fucking up." Judge, I want to get this guy off my case right there in the trial. They could start the whole thing. Over. Your Honor, objection! You can't object to your own lawyer. Um, but no, then also it's it uh, it is suspected that David Kenner has a financial stake in that particular new AI program's ah. uh, financial future. Well, so, he Which, bought, not he, surprising he, he, yeah, at all. Bad advertising. Because he yeah, yeah. fucked it up for himself because nobody's investing in that shit now. Yeah, I just also don't like, understand. You want to lose a case? <laughs> Giuliani AI. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would be an amazing AI if you just took all the like random word salad that Giuliani fucking says. Yeah. Like, it's usually just him confessing to the crime on the behalf of of his yeah. of his client. Um, oh, another one that the Trump tapes mm-hmm. got leaked this week. Wait, which Trump tapes? Um, in Georgia, mm-hmm. there's all the all of his lawyers that are taking the, the plea. They've been doing interviews. So, yeah. um, Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell's interviews mm-hmm. came out this week. And Jenna Ellis is, has the one statement is like, like she you're was saying somewhere. their interviews with the prosecutors. Yes, yes, yeah. they were made public a little bit. And one of them, Jenna Ellis is talking, and she's like, somebody came up and basically said, because he was like, well, okay, that was 
you know, that was the last one. The mm-hmm. last case, Supreme Court said, no, now what? And he's like, and the guy says, well, we're staying in office. And she says, yeah. well, how? And he's like, doesn't matter. We're not going to leave office. And she brought up like this, this, or this. And he's like, no, doesn't matter what happens. We're staying in office. The boss says we're staying in office. Right, right. And that was the thing to be like, so none of this matters. He didn't give a fuck about any of his excuses for why he thought he was still president. They don't mm. matter. He just, he had already decided. But now it's all been the prosecution freaked out and was like, hey, seal everything because nothing should be leaking. But it's, yeah, but it's helping their case, not Trump's. I don't know. Because um, what I have been told is that. Um, Fonnie Willis is saying that this is a form of witness intimidation. Um, yeah. But either way, what I will say is Jenna Ellis is full of shit. Not that those things weren't said, but she's trying to paint herself in a light of like she was resistant to them forcibly staying in office. Yeah. When like I did not follow her. I'm not on Twitter, but I've read clips and seen pictures like screen grabs and whatnot of just like. Her being a complete fucking Trump troll, like, way after January 6th and, and, like, all the stuff she's acting like she was trying to be the voice of reason in the room. Yeah. So it's just, like, yeah, but as much as I believe that that was the attitude of the people, like, nope, we're staying in office, it's, like, when you frame yourself as being the voice of reason against that, when you are clearly just trolling everyone on Twitter about it. Uh, it, it makes it hard to, it's, yeah. it's strange credulity. No, but she's going to use, like that. but she's going to continue to play that she was young and inexperienced and mm-hmm. these older lawyers who knew more than her and had security Stank clearance gollies. and these security clearance guys telling her things make it seem like, and she's going to play that card the whole way out. I'm sure. She doesn't have that big of a charge. Like her charge is being in the conspiracy, but like, it's not like Sidney Powell where she actually like drove to a fucking election office and went in when she wasn't allowed to. Or the other guy, Ken um, Cheeseburger, whatever his Ken name is. Ken Cheeseburger, yeah. That he um, actually wrote up the form and then flew to the different states to be like, here's how you're going to steal the election. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they actually have more fingerprints on things. Absolutely, was kind of just Sidney Powell only still got a year probation. Yeah. That's, y'all got more than that for a fucking bag of weed. There's a good chance she's going to get more only because she's already been making statements contradicting things. Like she went on some podcast and was like, they're lying. They putting them words in my mouth. I didn't say none of that stuff. I ain't. And they're like, well, here's the video, bitch. <laughs> mm. Do they have the video of her testimony? Yeah. Yeah. Hers was leaked too this week. She didn't say much besides this, the normal shit of just like they were, they knew that it, it wasn't happening, but they were all kind of pretending. Yeah. No, next you're just going to see the video come out of the My Pillow guy being like, it's full of beans. The pillow's full of dried beans. <laughs> They're right. It's just not comfortable. No, he's, he ain't. I don't understand how that company is still in fucking business. Like, it was months and months ago that he was like, okay, we're fucked. They've taken all my phones and I can't get in my bank accounts. Okay, my credit cards are all fucked. A month right, I remember later, that, yeah. he was like, "Okay, we're selling pillow equipment now to pay the bills, and now they're still a company." Wait, what does pillow equipment mean? Like, as in what we make? Machi- the yeah, with? machines at the factory. They were selling machines at their factory to pay their bills. I don't understand how the company is still together. Like, they can't be selling it's that many pillows. Those people already have pillows now. You know, pillows aren't it's like gotta a- be those old people, man. Yeah, that's what I'm the saying. The Fox News crowd is pretty elderly. Yeah, they, and, and they're not known for spending big time on things they don't need. Like, Grandma don't buy more pillows than she needs. She might get exactly... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't see it. They ain't even got money. They're too busy pointing at gas pumps and bitching about Biden. 
We're so poor out here in these red states because Biden's in control of the red state, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You get to a certain age, like a lot of times you, know, buying you, pillows. you be accumulating some wealth and you want some pillows. I'm just saying there's a certain amount and, and that company is not sustainable. Um, oh, and all their lawyers just quit for not being paid while he's still in the middle of the billion dollar lawsuit. Oh, that's right. His he's entire he's, legal yeah, no, he's, team he's was getting like, the fucking Dominion treatment. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. I'm pal. telling you, my pillow by Dominion. Man, <laughs> they're full of paper ballads that were for Trump. We yeah. shredded them up. They're the loftiest thing you can believe. Um, yeah. Also, in the way of bad court cases, uh, I, I didn't know this was happening, but I guess it's like settled out of court now. But uh, Diddy just settled, dude. It rec- that duh, light speed. Okay, basically. Friday, mm-hmm. this girl comes out and she's like, "Did he rape me?" Mm-hmm. Saturday, Diddy's like, "Here's your money. Yeah, we're done." And then this morning, um, Fifty Cents is all over social media being like, "That was so quick! Wow, that was quick! I've had people accuse me of things too, and that was quick. That was really quick. Like mm-hmm. he paid that one. Like yeah, so Diddy's a rapist." Uh, I mean, there's not just that. It's that they said that he was like physically abusive and like punch, kick, stomp kind of way there was there was a woman that came out a while ago that was a um mm-hmm. a video dancer i don't even know what the term for you know a lady from rap videos yeah it's fine but she was saying that all kinds of horrible shit about puffy and that all a bad boy was just like a puffy would just whip his dick out and make guys suck it just to prove who the boss was and then while it was happening he would yell at somebody in the office how this wasn't gay this was how he dominated people and that, 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 but she had like this list of things that, like, here's how bad Puff Daddy is. There, and then he came out. He was like, "Look, that bitch is crazy." But there was no payment or money happening when it happened. But there yeah. were all these weird rumors that, like, that he was some just insane slave driving weirdo. Yeah, no, I've definitely heard those rumors. Uh, I don't think it's from that per- source, but you know, people have been saying that about Puff for a long time. I, I don't know, I, but then he gave back everybody's royalties. Yeah. Know? But also, yeah, the uh, chick Cassie, who's the one he just settled with immediately, uh, also said that he would, quote, ply her with drugs and uh, force her to have sex with male prostitutes while he jerked off and filmed. And I was like, this is another reason to to go ahead and pay really quick. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Also, though, that, like, he's like, I'm a job creator. Yeah. Also feels like the opposite of the k- guy who makes people randomly <laughs> suck his dick as a power <laughs> domination. Yeah, I don't. I just yeah. I want to watch you do some stuff. Well, I mean, is that weirder than making ostensibly straight people? Yeah, suck I mean, it's all dick? weird. Yeah, it's it's all pretty fucking weird. Um, also, though, um, who the fuck was it with? Oh, yeah, I think they said Ja Rule. I heard uh, a rumor that back in the day, Ja Rule and Diddy were seen running naked down a hallway together. I mean, you know. That, that one I buy. We don't know. I mean, they could have got locked out of the hot tub at a hotel. I don't know. The way it was described was like they were really giggly. Yeah, I mean, you never know. So it could have been there. Somebody could have been. It could have been a joke. The girl, could've, the girls that threw them out of the room could have made a very been murder. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, man, those are all like really bad allegations for Puffy. And I think they probably the rapidity with which he uh, paid that money. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably gonna work. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be an allegation. Honestly, I, okay, I think personally, tell me the last song that Puff Daddy had a part of being on. And I'm sure there's some we would never heard of. He could be producing stuff right now with young rappers we don't, or singers that we don't, we, you know. I'm just saying, the last time he was relevant musically, right, but it was he like was, the third remix of a Biggie song, probably. Right, but he was and he's still relevant playing. before he was an artist. And he's still relevant as a figure now. Yeah, but in the same way, yeah. But like in the same way that like the guys in Stone Temple Pilots are still relevant. No, no, They no, probably no. sold more records. I don't know. It's, it's probably I, a I don't fucking think tie. So. I don't think so. But no, I'm just saying that. Like, what right, I'm saying to you, though, is right those, now, those guys are not industry executives. Yeah. Diddy it? owns his own label. And throws tons of parties. He does all kinds of culturally relevant These shit. These are all expensive things. Mm -hmm. that, and so he is probably still spending his money he made 10 to 15 years ago on those things. Like, maybe he's still making record money. Like I said, it's it, making <clears throat> record money ain't easy no more either. Labels, you know. Maybe? You think people aren't still streaming Biggie? Yeah. He had Mary J. Blige, no, bro. I'm sure, yeah, no, totally. I'm sure that the, the Biggie income, which I'm sure he gets a, what do you think, Probably 30, 40% of. I'm sure the mom gets some. I think that he, the, she, they had some links in that where they were going to, like the Chris Wallace Foundation and all that mm -hmm, shit. Like, mm -hmm. he gets some of that. His streams, like, you think, like, people are playing Junior Mafia songs and Bad Boys. Like, I think three or four Junior Mafia songs might still get played, like, on the reminiscent tip. But I don't think the kids are, like, out there being, like, listen to some Mace or, like, whoever else was on Big Boy. Yeah, bad I agree, boy. but... Like, and then even his yeah, song, even like the Puffy songs themselves, like number one, Sting is really happy with the profits from those songs. Yeah, he's getting... And just saying like Puff, Puffy up. was big and he's still like Master P was mm -hmm. also huge. Yeah. Right now, you, you are not in the studio being like, you know who we need to get on his track? Puffy. Right, because that you know was who says never that? thing. DJ Khaled. Right, that's that was it. never a thing though. No, I know. I'm just saying that, that that's what I mean. Like that era was awesome and it's over. And honestly, I don't think it was that awesome. There's a lot of it about it that I can't stand when I look back on the, the blingy, blangy. Yeah, the shiny suit. Yeah. Douchey, yeah, shiny down damn. There was cool things came out of it, though. Like Some, Wheezy came out of yeah, that. And little, that that's pretty yeah. dope. The, I mean, the locks had to wear shiny suits for a while, but they're still around and they're really dope. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't they even, took the shiny suits off. And so did Wheezy. But know? that's the thing is I even think of like cash money in them as like a whole nother animal, you know, like a whole different. It's, it's part from of that era. era. It is. You know, it is. And I mean, Jay Z's from that era. Yeah, and that's and I think of that differently. Like Jay Z was had a little bit of real, more realism than let's say the the puffy stable. Yeah, for sure. And that's why we liked it more. You know, like the same with Wu Tang is from that era, but it was the it, different it was, lane. Though. But it was because of that era happening that it allowed the space for Wu Tang to come out. You know, like people were so like Ugh, mm. with that that they wanted that realness. I know. That's. The, the era before that, yeah. Yeah, okay, but I mean... The underground era that spawned through it. Yeah, we're middle-aged men. It, like, of course that's what we like. But what I wish back on you about is thinking that, like, Puppy is, like, either irrelevant or broke. No, his, that it, shit's, no, I'm sure his real estate investments are turning up a good profit for him. He's still... And his fancy restaurants probably make him a good amount of money. Very much so. And but he, he's also part of the cultural zeitgeist. Like, people still talk about him all the time. Mm -hmm. 
but that and three bucks will get you a cup of coffee. That and his money will get you houses in the Hamptons. Yeah. He'll get Cassie a house in the Hamptons. It may have. They didn't say, oh, this is the other one, though, that I really, really... um, This was far more interesting to me, is what I will say. Apparently, he blew up Kid Cudi's car. Exploded it. Back in, like, 2012 or something. Like, out of anger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, like, a threat. I personally... Now, I I, I, I like Kid Cudi. I'm a fan. I like... There's, I have no problem with Kid Cudi at all. Even when other people stop liking him, we're usually for a good reason, like mm-hmm. for a reason that I liked him more. Like, you know, Kanye, like he's one of the few people that was like, nah, that motherfucker's a Nazi. Fuck that crazy fucker. I'm not going anywhere near that fucker ever again. You oh, know, Kid like, Cudi said that like back he, in the day? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Before? No. Right, right as the shit. Well, first off, they had already been arguing. Up until the Nazi thing. No, I know they had a, a big a falling, falling out. out. And yeah. then right like, when the Nazi thing happened, before. he came out and was like, told you. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't never fucking with that dude again. I told you. Fucking don't fuck with that dude. And like, no, nobody listened. But this is what was weird to me, but right? Because he's got good songs. Like, I didn't even know. Like, I keep, I'll come across songs by mistake and be like, wow, I think I would be friends with this guy. He's cool. Oh, no. He's, he's, yeah. he's a dope musician. Um, I'm a fan of his music. Uh, but what was weird about it was that. So I was reading that the same chick, Cassie, the R&B singer, that sued him for the rape and stuff, um, also mentioned, like, yeah, he told me he was going to blow up Kid Cudi's car. And then, like, a week later, Kid Cudi's car blew up in his driveway. And um, things I find weird are, number one, I this happened, like, 10 years ago or more, maybe. I don't recall seeing anything about a car bomb no, in Kid Cudi's driveway. Yeah. Apparently in, in the driveway of his own home. And uh, Diddy said he wanted to make sure that him and his friends were home to see it happen. And uh, are they like <laughs> some like higher up in the Hollywood Hills? <laughs> and they could like, it's right down there. Boom. See? Uh, <laughs> you know, or I don't know, you know. We'll just. I don't know where Kid Cudi's from. I have no idea. I would guess he lives in Cali for some reason. I believe he's from Chicago. I, I have that. no idea where he lives. Um, uh, but well, if you look, if you type in, you get to Kid Cudi and you type in C, then mm-hmm. you get um explosive. Ex- yeah. <laughs> and he also came out and they were, was like, everything she said is true. <laughs> he definitely blew my fucking car up. Um, but also making sure that him and his friends are home is like, well, that's the way a threat works. You got to make sure that they see it, you know. The full impact, like you're really, it's a waste of explosives if you hear about it like secondhand. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know who did it. And Not also, it. you're just like, oh man, that's terrible. How weird is that? But you don't get the like full on impact. No pun intended. Or was it? Um, yeah, you got to make sure they're there. But uh, not only is it weird that they. I don't recall ever seeing that in the news when it was happening, but also in the article that I read about it, they didn't mention why he blew up the car. Like, what was the source of the beef? Like, do you remember any no, reading any I'm, stories about like, oh, Kid Cudi and Diddy have some funk? I never heard that. Miss Ventura was terrified as she began to fully comprehend what Mr. Combs was both willing and able to do to those who he believed slighted him. Yeah, but they don't say how Kid Cudi slighted him. No, I'm trying to get to that. I have a, apparently, Kid Cudi has commented on it in the last couple days. Yeah, he said it's absolutely true. Oh, in 2014, 
Gavin Godfrey, who I don't know who that is, post, so posted, I heard Diddy set Kid Cudi's car on fire for messing around with Cassie once. Oh. And that was, you know, nine years okay. ago. And then everybody's making fun of Puffy on social media now. Wait, do you think that he blew his car up uh, for messing around with Cassie and not letting him film it? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? You fucked somebody and you didn't film it? You didn't film it? That's some funny shit. Uh, and then, of course, immediately after reading that article, I was watching um, that Hip Hop Evolution show. Uh, yeah. And that's the first thing they show is like Diddy and Mace in the shiny suits uh, doing the thing. And all I could think was like, oh, he wants to record it. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. It says that Diddy has a, a not Diddy, sorry, Kid Cudi put out a tweet or some shit saying, yes, this is all true, mm -hmm. but that's it. That's the, the statement. Because it's like, Kid Cudi speaks on behalf, and then I get here, and it's, there's no statement. It's just that. Yup, it's true. Yeah. I feel like that's all you have to say. Yeah. Also, I do think, though, when you knowingly mess around with Diddy's girlfriend, you kind of... You're, you're taking fate into your own hands at that point. I, yeah, I mean, how, I mean, how old is his old ass? I don't know how, uh, you know, true it all is, but you remember um, Keefe D, who was, you know, the guy who uh, foolishly admitted many times on television and through the medium oh, uh, yeah. books that uh, he was part of killing Tupac. Yeah. But he also said that um, he was approached by Diddy uh, to to kill Suge and Tupac um, way before Biggie was killed. Uh -huh. And uh, so, but that seems like a really weird coincidence where like, okay, you work for this guy who's kind of Tupac and Suge's arch nemesis and then you're asked to assassinate them. And then uh, later, you you don't do it, but then they stomp your nephew, so you end up killing him anyway for free. Yeah. You feel like you really left a couple million on the table there. Yeah. I think he offered him like a million per or something like that, yeah. but also feels like, I'm not saying it's impossible, but feels like a pretty weird coincidence. Honestly, if you could have taken out <coughs> fucking um, Shug, you know, mm -hmm. a year before Tupac died, Tupac would could be like fucking Malcolm X right now <laughs> like without Suge if Tupac could have got away from Suge and lived his life he might have you know turned out if he lived through BLM he, we don't even know he could be a totally different dude right now maybe but like uh no I, know. I would say that no no I think that's that's worthy speculation uh, but I would also just say that like what we tend to forget is that Tupac was not I'm not saying he was a failed rapper but he was not nearly as successful before Death Row no. as he was post-Death Row. But that was also, like, fame as a part of it. Like, you know, Suge jumped on that because of yes. Tupac was in there the papers was, now. It was a marriage of two kind of rising mythologies. Like, getting shot at that studio in New York yes. made more publicity than whatever song he may have recorded that night at the studio in New York. Yes. And also... Yeah, I feel like he was more of a media figure 
than a successful rapper. Rapper was kind of like what he did, but that wasn't what all the media coverage was no. about. It was like the getting shot. Then when he remember he shot the two cops in Atlanta and uh, got found not guilty for that. And um, and the rape or the forceful he, whatever it was charged that was yeah the sexual that assault was in the, charge, got him in yeah. the media. Um, but yeah, constantly being in some kind of court case kept him on TV and magazines when magazines were actually important. Um, and then, of course, once after the Quad City shooting, constantly talking shit and beefing with Biggie, and then, you know, and then also, like, the media runs away with that being like, the, the beef between the East Coast and the West Coast. And it's like, no, it's it's really just versus two record labels. Yeah, and so that's the funny thing. It's like, even the original, like, the source awards where you want your producer dancing, dancing in the video. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't that wasn't the East Coast thing. It wasn't like boot camp had a problem with that, you know. Like, nope. Just, he was being real specific. Yeah, that's the thing. And like, at the same time, like, why would Puffy even care at that point? He'd be like, "Well, I've got all this fucking money. Like, that was the the the, the pinnacle, <laughs> you know. Like, big big boy was in the charts and, and high boy. in that, that boy. boy. I keep saying big boy and stayed there." Which reminds me that um, Andre 3000 put out a new album, and I kept yeah, seeing all the album. Yeah, is there? Is it not rapping? I saw. He's not rapping. Okay, the, I saw today because I kept seeing all the things. Andre's new album. Andre new album. Andre new album. And then today was the first thing I saw that was like, "This is a woodwind album, y'all." Yeah, that was it. I was like, "Oh, he put a flute album out. Mm -hmm. That's fucking awesome." That's and especially that nobody apparently, knew. Apparently, it there's many different kinds of flutes that he's playing. So I haven't heard it yet, but. <laughs> It's and I don't awesome. expect to enjoy it, but uh, I'm going to listen. I, I'll probably listen to one or two. I don't care. I'm like, I make instrumental music. I just imagine the whole thing sounds like, fucking, yeah, it also harkens back to like, and I knew that he really was playing like weird wood flute instruments, but um, there's, have you ever seen the Key and Peele episode where it's like, no. Big boys having coffee in a Starbucks, and uh, and Andre walks in. He's like wearing a Peter Pan hat and playing a wooden flute, and like he's <laughs> like, "Yo, I got an idea for a new album." I, like, I just imagine in the record label, and they're like, "You know, sir, sir, yeah, yeah, Andre from, you know, Andre from from the Outcast, yeah, yeah." He said he's got a new album. And he's coming in. What? This is going to save the label. <laughs> this is going to bring us back to we're going to Mercury back on top. Mercury is back, baby. Like, okay, we got the new album, and they're like sitting there, and it's been about like a minute and a half. And you know, the execs like in the say, like, any minute the rap's going to start. Any, any minute now. Okay. Here's the build. Here's the build. Hey, okay, it's another flute. Another flute. Just one more flute. Wait for the drop. <laughs> Wait, and that song just ended. Okay, so is that the intro, Andre? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the single. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be... That's my hey-ya. Uh, okay. Well, we can still sell this on the name. So no one say flute for the first two weeks of promo. <laughs> yeah. No, I um, I heard him talking about the whole flute stuff um, in the Rick Rubin interview. And uh, <laughs> for some reason, before you even said that, I was just picturing him sitting in a podcast with Rick Rubin. With Rick Rubin and he's like, I'm really into flute right now. Well, I walked I, here. Absolutely, you know <laughs> that five miles playing you, flute. You know that Rick Rubin would be like the one person to be like, "Fuck, Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the future." Of oh yeah, dude, fucking wood flute. Yeah, like, dude. wait, backing tracks. No, 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 no. 
just the, you and the flute. Do you have one of those uh, pan flutes? Like <laughs> the kind of the goat leg motherfucker uses? Dude, I can get you goat legs. Yeah. I have that. My Rick Rubin has goat leg money. I mean, to be fair, Andre already did goat legs. Yeah. Remember back in, um, what was it, Return of the Gangster or fucking Bombs Over Bag there where he had the fucking, remember he had the big furry like. Be like, no, but I mean, yeah. Like if yeah, you don't remember. There's no part of like me seeing him in my mind and goat legs that my mind rejects. It's like sure, I can see any video that they did where he just like I'm gonna wear goat legs. Yeah, like this is happening. But I'm actually thinking of that movie, um, Percy Jack. No, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Probably the the one black character has Mm -hmm. on has the goat legs. That's goat legs. (laughs) But no, um, there's that one Outcast video pretty early on. I want to say it's either from AT Aliens. I think it is Elevators uh, or the or um, no, Jazzy Bell. It's Jazzy Bell seems like he would be like dressed as a genie with gypsy clothes and a. But no, he's leg. he's wearing, and he's like a like white fur chaps and no shirt yeah. and a uh, like a white wig, um, and he's fucking a minotaur. No, he's just on stage dancing around, but uh, that's like uh, the outfit I think that he's referencing um, on Return of the Gangster, where, uh, remember, he's got a line on that song where he says, people would be like, what's up with Dre? Is he on drugs? Is he in a cult? Is he gay? <laughs> Fucking, I'm feeling better than ever. Get down. Um, but yeah, so my, my point is, he, he was way ahead of his time. We, we should have known he was going to end up pan, playing like pan flute when he was wearing the fucking buffalo chaps back then. No, I honestly thought he was going to make um, some kind of EDM. I thought he was going to mm-hmm. be like, like especially like that, that whole, because like, he made the, um, is it Rosa Park beat? Or at the very end of it, the black cult music electric revival no, it's, uh, black, right yeah that but he made that beat of course and he at did. the end of that he talked about that being like his idea and he like in an interview later talked about how he had this new idea for like black southern edm mm-hmm. that they could make this like new crunk style and that little john was already on his way to making it which semi true i mean little john music for the most part like his last song was just edm you know like Turn down for what? Yeah. Was the entire lyric on a fucking top 40 pop but that's song. But that's what Little John songs have always been. What? No, yeah, no, but though they would have. They would, they would, it would featuring Little John. Like a lot of times, Little John's song would have some a guest star rapping. There'd be a rapper or a chorus. Occasionally, and, but mainly but, it was just but not many making them. a beat and doing hooks. But that one was, that, that one charted harder. Like that one owned a summer. Like, turn down for, for what? For sure. That but and so Pharrell's fucking, fucking windows to the walls. Lucky, which has raps all over it, yeah. No, it doesn't. It's just that on the window, do the walk. Yeah, there's yeah. there's rhymes. That's on the that. hook. But there's rhymes on that. That's um, it's it's a little John song, but it's, but it's featuring and it's got it's what the fuck is it? Who is it? It's it's got rhymes. A video is rap. It's a rap song. There's there's three rhymes in that song. He's got some that mm. don't. And when he first started, that's what he was doing. But then he started making beats for other cats first. Mm. But he does both. But that was he was trying to. Maybe that's a just a testament. If you're right, that might just be a but testament he, to how strong his hooks are because I don't remember any raps on that song. Mm-mm. I just remember skate, 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 skate. Like, Isn't it those guys? Sweat drips off my balls. I can't remember who's in it. Somebody's in it. I thought it was those cats that did the whispering later. 69 Boys? Why don't you see my dick? Yeah, I think that's 69 Boys. I thought or, it was um, the Tennessee guys. The 666 guys from Tennessee? No, no. That's not fucking 3-6 um, Mafia. No. Anyway. 
Now we're six just, nine boys. I think it was six <laughs> nine boys. That just makes me think of two dudes blowing each other. Yeah, it definitely doesn't sound like you know great. I could be mistaken about that. I, what depends what you're into. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're Diddy. <laughs> Boy, like, I'm going to film this. Like, Cassie's not here, guys. It's just you. <laughs> <laughs> fellas, fellas, where do you see my dick? Don't worry, it's not gay. I'm actually just dominating so, you. We're going to the garage. I stole Kid Cudi's car. You guys are going <laughs> to fuck it, and we're going to film it and send in the tape. It'll be funny shit. You see, warriors, this is what you get when you mess with the orphans. The idea somebody sends send you a tape, like your car's in your driveway, and they send you a tape, you start in your getting car fucked. in some driveway. You're like, I don't ever want to touch that car again. Like getting fucked in the gas tank or like? The whole thing, just rubbing their dicks all over it and stuff. Rubbing their butt crack on your steering wheel wherever your hand goes. Oh, man. That would be. You're like, when did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> I wish someone would just blow up my car. That's where he like blows up his own car. He's like, did he did it? Because he doesn't want to face the music. <laughs> he doesn't want people knowing his car got dick slapped around and butt crack on the steering wheel. My next video. Oh, Kid Cudi. Turn down for what? Okay. I brought this up earlier, but something. I got YouTube. Watch uh -huh. a lot of YouTube. You, oh, you have YouTube too? They, um, <laughs> you know that shit? I, I got a lot of problems with YouTube. YouTube recently, okay? There's like 100 billion, trillion, million, billion videos on YouTube. They're like, every second there's 10,000 videos being uploaded. Search anything. You'll get six results. Yeah. I swear to God. It's like, here's six things. And then it's like, people also watch. I'm like, no, 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 no. I searched a thing. Right. Let's not go halfway down the page and start giving me the, the random feed that I can Other get when I go to YouTube. You give me that. I have that. I have access to like, here's all those videos that we've been trying to get you to watch for the last two years yep. that you declined that we're still offering you. Like, no, I can get to those YouTube. I searched a thing. Give me 10,000 billion results like you say you have. Because you, whatever, they, they don't often have it. But recently, more commercials than normal. And I don't know if, who Issa Rae is really, except for the Insecure TV show. Yeah, she's dope. A writer, but yeah. she's in a commercial for writer, producer, director, author, actress. I don't, I don't know what Shipped is. It seems like it's just a company. It's like Uber Eats for everything. It's like Shipped, and okay. you can somebody will drive some shit to your house. Okay, that's you know. Or if you like, hey, can you go to the Staples, pick up this tape, and bring it to my mom? Whatever, like that's what it's. But she's in these ads. Yeah, run these some run some errands. Yeah, but then she's also in what is it's a um because it's a credit card ad, and the ad is it's basically she's like on a, opens up a laptop and she's like, "Ooh, where am I gonna write tonight?" With my credit card, they'll give me some suggestions, and the credit card tells her some restaurants, and then poof, she's in the restaurant. Now she's like, "Oh, now I'm writing," and she starts writing. She's like, looks at an empty booth and goes, "A handsome man sits." Ooh, no, wait, a couple sits. Ooh, this is getting good. <laughs> the end of the commercial. Okay. It's not getting good. You haven't started your story yet. Your story yes. was a couple sits. I'm sorry. This story has not begun to get good. You have the first step of the, the hero's journey. We have a who. Like, you got to tell me what, why, or how. Like, a couple sits. They're arguing. Okay, a couple sits. They smile at each other. Okay, now we're getting good. We're not getting good, but I'll give it to you then. You can't just say... A, there's a character that I have not defined in any way except for that there's two of them and they're somehow related to each other. Okay, this is getting good. I know. And she didn't write this commercial. She's just starring in it. Like the right, editors, right. the editors fucked it up for her, but they play it so much. And every time I see it, I was going to be like, it's not getting good. Right. But this is my, my argument for you. Mm -hmm. 
Look at her face. Mm-hmm. Issa Rae is stunningly beautiful. She brain. She is a very beautiful woman. Uh, so honestly, as far as on the pantheon of annoying commercials, I can see what annoys you about the commercial. But I'm just like, ah, you let me stare at Issa Rae for 30 seconds. I'm good. Ableist. How is that ableist? Because you're saying that if she was ugly as a writer, then fuck her and her writing. No, I'm saying like eye candy's a real thing. Oh yeah, no, it is. I know. Yeah, if you put fucking. But like, so if Margot Robbie writes a movie, it's gonna be good. Not a movie. I'm saying like for a 30 second commercial. Yeah, if I look look at Margot Robbie, I'll be fucking. I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. I'd be happy too. Yeah, like look, Burroughs was an amazing writer. Do I want to look at him on a YouTube commercial? Fuck no. But that's what I'm saying is like to somebody that doesn't know her, this commercial has shown me that her writing is a couple sits. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's that's an example of her good writing. She believes this is good so far. A couple sits. <coughs> and I know it's dumb. It's it's dumb to even care. And I, and I know that like like I said, if she was writing the commercial, it would probably be better. Mm-hmm. But ugh. Yeah, sorry. I don't even know what that is. There's another one. I don't know who Her is. It's a, a musician named Her, but it's got yes. dots, so I guess it stands for something. I guess, H-E-R. yeah. But if she does one where she's got, she's got the guitar. And she, Nationwide is on your side. Yeah, uh, Nationwide's like, been doing that, actually. Like, getting... I'm, I'm happy to get the bag, you know. No, no, they, I think there's another one, a Nationwide one with Jill Scott and like uh, some yeah. other like and really... Brad, well, I've seen the Brad Paisley and Eli Manning. You remember those where he, they were going around and he was like, play like this. Nationwide is on your side. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, then, but they're having ones that are like more serious musicians that are actually like good musicians be like, oh, here is, we're going to flip it. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, all right, I guess, you know. Like I said, it's, it's cool a good che- it's that, a great check. that the musician got paid, but at the same time, like. Nationwide is not on my side, you fucking liar. Yeah, I mean, these are all, like, offshoots of, like, um, the repercussions of streaming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, motherfuckers have to go do, like, nationwide commercials because you won't fucking pay them for the fucking million streams that they have. They got, yeah. like, $300 for their million streams. Yeah. I, I just, I forgot this girl's name already. Some white girl who had a rap song, like, seven years ago. And it was Biggie Gucci, 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 Gucci. It was called Gucci, Gucci. So, sounds like I was, I'm going to go with. Wait, yeah, Iggy Azalea. No, it wasn't. It was no. she had brunette. She was some someone from L.A. She wasn't. It was you know, but she um and covered in tattoos. And okay. she looked like she might have been from the hood. And apparently, she did used to sell eight balls. And the way she talks, you're like, yeah, I think she might have been selling cocaine. Okay. She mm-hmm. does. She uses some slang. But um, Kiki. But she got a record deal with Sony for a million dollars. And then by the time the album came out, it did not sell shit. And right now, Sony is suing her to get back $700,000. I don't think you can do that, can you? I do not know. I did. Basically, the, and it was like the YouTube video was like all about her deal. And the whole thing point of it was like, do not take a record deal. <laughs> They're just going to fuck you. But it was basically that they gave her a big loan and her album did not sell enough to make it. So in the end, she at number one is like, face because she doesn't have the money now so she's gonna like the house she bought with her you know with her advance she has to give she's gonna lose so they Mm. can get some money back and they get all the rights to all of her music and the name she was using at the time well why do they want that if it didn't sell for shit exactly i don't that's that's the thing but it doesn't matter i mean i still think any label that's looking at this is like well is there an asset of any kind 
Right. right. Well, we're going to take that because you don't know. She might have a comeback, you know? No, you, you don't know, know that. You have to make it to have a comeback. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but okay. Say they're done with her. Right now, they're going to throw her away and walk. They could throw her away and walk and keep all of her songs. They're digital. It's not like they're paying to store them, you know, like they just got them mm-hmm. now. And now, so if she somehow pops off in 10 years, her original music is still valuable. Right. But if they don't let her have the name, how can she pop off in 10 years? Well, she used to have her real name or whatever, her new name. And it would be weird that she would, because she wasn't rapping as herself. She had some rapper name. Yeah, like Gucci Gucci. Yeah. Is, so what is it you're telling me that uh, Gen Z is up to? It's all edibles, no smoking? No, it's it's none. It's nothing. Okay, Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. The only thing Snoop Dogg has done, he made a statement that said, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. <laughs> that is the entirety of his statement. And there's about 15 articles on my news feed about him not smoking weed now. I, I love when people post, please respect my privacy on social media. media. Yeah. Like, I must tell you a controversial subject and then ask you to respect my privacy in the most public forum I can possibly do it in. Now, what I'm looking at it is I'm thinking that there's some form of business contract that he's about to go into. Yes, absolutely. That says he can't smoke, so he has to publicly say he does right. along with the urine test he's taking to get insured or to buy said team or whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah, but also he said give up the smoke, which means he's still eating edibles. Yep, but we don't know. He, you know, But right. he, he, he does was- own vape and edible companies, which are both not actually smoke. Like right. Snoop Dogg has a vape company that sells Snoop Dogg brand THC vape. See, that makes perfect sense. Really, I think we already he also owns got to company, the bottom so, of it that quick. You know, so. he, has, he, he does own smoke too, but that's what this is just saying. It could be a weird mm-hmm. tongue-in-cheek speculation to get movement happening so that, you know, they could... But he, and he also recently launched a cereal, which, you know, as being a product aimed at children he might mm-hmm. be trying to get away from the smoke hmm. tag to sell more cereal with master p but i don't know i feel like for a long time snoop has been marketed towards children and old ladies yeah and i don't think he even means to i think that's just how it is no i, I think, think maybe whether he means to or not like uncle snoop like once he you know became like uncle snoop well remember, remember he quit smoking weed when he was um snoop line when he was taking over the um no I think he smoked more weed when he oh, became yeah. a reggae star. But, or not a star, but when he made reggae. He had a little league team, and he was the coach, and he was like right, in charge yeah. of the league, so he publicly said he quit smoking for that. This, But this is saying that teenagers, 16 to 24-year-olds, okay, who had smoked weed in the past 12 months mm-hmm. is down 16% over the last, like steady over the last two years. Mm-hmm. And that younger kids... Or this is also like aren't admitting it, but sixteen to twenty-four year olds are smoking less than previous generations have, and twenty-eight percent less than twenty-five years ago. Now those people from twenty-five years That's ago are smoking a twenty to thirty percent more. So people that are like, what did they say? From thirty thirty-eight to fifty-nine are apparently yeah. like, woo, weed's legal now. Let's go buy some. You know that's. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the weed legalizing thing and also, like, once you get past the hump of your midlife crisis kind of thing where it's just like... Or maybe it is the midlife crisis that does it. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you're like, dude, I used, what happened? I used to be cool. And they get back into it. Yeah. But also, did you see that uh, 
the Gen Zers are now being credited with like sending a lot of love to Osama bin Laden. Yeah, I saw that, but that Which was... Which also was like, those were, know, he's, he's dead, what do you care for? Those were weird stories. It was basically, okay, on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, things Osama's going viral on TikTok. Trending. But no, that's that's a thing, okay? Like, if something goes viral across all social media, mm-hmm. it might have gone viral. If something goes viral on one place, then somebody did a very concerted effort to make something go viral that didn't catch on. Mm. And that's what that was. It wasn't like teenagers in America were like, hey, man, this Osama guy's got some pretty good ideas. No, it was somebody on TikTok started pushing it. And I'm sure the money that is the the side of the protesting right now that's angry about Israel was like, what can we do? What can we push? And that was something to push to be like, look, the kids are into this Muslim thing. I'm like, not really. Like, not that. The fucked up thing is if you read, like, most people won't talk about that. Like, if you read, it's like a list, a laundry list that Osama made. Here's the 10 things I want. Yeah, the manifesto. Some of them were like, you know, gas at a certain price. You know, that was like number one or two was oil this much per barrel. Yeah. That we're being robbed by the West. Like, it was weird things about, like, economic shit. But most of them weren't like, and it was, you know, stop bombing people in our countries. This isn't your country. Don't bomb it. Yeah. Or get like most get of the shit, American military out of uh, Saudi Arabia. It wasn't like women should be covered and, you know, like it wasn't some weird extremist shit. No, I haven't read like, the... Don't bomb us, asshole. I haven't read the document in entirety, but uh, I definitely know that there was worthwhile opinions on some shit in there. He also you know? wanted Americans to fuck out of Saudi Arabia. That was his well, biggest thing. It's said. like, why are Americans walking around on my sand? Yeah, to get the infidel off the holy ground. Yeah. Um, which I don't entirely disagree with. I mean, I would have to believe in a holy ground for that to be a possibility. So, true, no, I'm true. like, there's but no ground that's holy. It, you know? And if it is, um, dig it up and take it somewhere else. It's portable, it's fucking dirt. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a fan of bin Laden, but uh, there are some you know noteworthy things in in the document you know but again like i said i haven't read it in its entirety but also it's, it's like kinda when su- i was being trained by your cia yeah and they were funding me it's also super kind of weird like if and maybe you're right it just like it isn't true it hasn't gone as like widespread with gen z as is they're kind of trying to make it out to be but um if for any of them that are doing that right it's like I don't know, were y'all even born when Bin Laden was alive? Like, <laughs> the fuck? What age is Gen Z? And uh, also, when this document was released, I would guess Gen Z was not alive yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying they Or like 9-11? Like, when I talk to, uh, like, my friend's children that are, like, in their 20s, I'm like, you know, that that are like 20, 21, 22. I'm like, oh, that's right. You weren't even born fucking 9-11. I'd say there's a concerted effort right now to make any sympathy for Gaza look as if it's either terrorist anti-Semitic or anti-Semitic. Or, yeah, totally. At all. And that's like, and right now people are, anybody that gets bombed is going to get sympathy. That's, and I've been like, there's no way to have modern warfare anymore unless you fucking kill everybody. Okay, you can't just go in an area and kill some people and then be like, okay, now we're friends because when their kids grow up, 10 to 20 right. years from now, they're going to want to kill you because you killed their parents. Yeah. Asshole. So, and that goes for both sides on every conflict. And like with the modern warfare, we got cameras and everybody's going to watch and anger is just going to slowly bubble as you do not 
get to your objective. And so then after you don't reach your objective, the whole world hates you. And it doesn't matter who or what or where, like all the way around the world, like that's how war is going to be from now on. Unless you get that shit done overnight, it's just, it's, you either have to kill everybody, you know, and just live with being evil or don't and fucking get killed for the forever and have a war forever. Well, that's also though uh, something that is uh, interesting for me to watch is that even with how everything's going, uh, I'm seeing a lot more like pro-Palestinian uh, stuff than I usually do. Um, I, I, you know, I've had discussions like this with people since way before this particular war broke out. You know what I mean? But uh, you really didn't see a lot of people discussing, you know, the apartheid state in Palestine and all that shit uh, up until this. Yeah. And now I, I see. Now, granted, the algorithm, you know, kind of tailors yeah. what you want to see. So that's probably has as much to do with it as anything. But there is that material out there to be algorithm to buy. Yeah. So, you know. I know. I, I, the thing is, is like, I think that Osama is still more linked in this weird way to Taliban authoritarianism than he is to any revolutionary front or like anything for like, I don't know. He's not out there like helping the oppressed. People don't think, look at him as this Robin no, Hood. No, no. That's look two at different him stories as, for sure. For sure. And then I also think some of the kids today, I don't know if everybody like, like when you say 9-11, mm-hmm. I don't picture Osama pushing a button. Right. I don't even know if he was involved. I'm sure he might have been. I'm sure he was like, hey, everybody go out there and fuck up the bad guy, the other guy as much as you can. Just go do it. And like, I don't know if he was actually like writing the plans. I don't know. I know it was some guys that from Saudi Arabians that were in Germany and then they came to America and then they did that shit. You know, like, okay. yeah. I'm not sure who did it or why. I know who profited. And it wasn't Osama because he's in the fucking ocean. You know, mm-hmm. like in the end, the Taliban still got to keep the fucking country. Fuck, you know? Yeah, they just rolled right in and took it back. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, see, told you 10 fucking years and a trillion dollars ago. Yeah. It's, you know, we, we, we were warned. Yeah, but Dick Cheney got paid. And that's what's important, you know? Yeah. That's what's important. You got to keep your eyes on the prize, man. It's the fucked up thing about just war in general is like, it's always the, like the warmonger dicks that are going to like, there's no good end to a war. It's like, it's always... It's going to lean off their authoritarian afterwards. There's going to be this thing of like, well, since there was a war, we got to be extra strict so another one doesn't start up. So if anybody has any ideas that are against peace, we're going to have to lock their fucking ass up right now. You know, and disturbing the peace can mean a lot of fucking things. I don't know. Just the idea of war always makes me afraid of a Hitler coming. Yeah. You know, that's legitimate. Yeah. Fucking. I mean, doesn't even need to be a Hitler. It's like, yeah, eh, it just gets pretty bad in general. Yep. All right, we're gonna close on pretty bad in general. <laughs> oh, see, that was like a military joke. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. By the time this airs, it'll be almost Thanksgiving. I think we'll be past it by then. I think it's Thursday or Wednesday or something. It's this week. Well, yeah, that comes out. The show. Oh yeah, that's on right. Tuesday. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're not gonna hear another one. All right. Well, on behalf of Thanksgiving and turkeys and jive turkeys alike uh, and dad jokes, uh, uh, you have been rocking with the worst. This is the worst case. What, you got something? How do you get two whales in a car? How? 
You start in London and you drive east. Hmm? How do you get two whales in a car? You start in London. You get in a car in London and then you drive east to Wales. Oh, that was another one of your Eurocentric. That's a dad joke. Yeah, you get two ish kind of. You can't write it us. down. It wouldn't work in writing. N no, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, take that. All right. If it wasn't clear before, you're now rocking with the worst. This is the worst case scenario. I am your host, the foul mouth jerk, MC Onion, the rap scallion, Poonani DeFranco, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie. Uh, with me, as usual, is Adam Strange, the Vice Count, Dirty Finger, Toothless, Force Gums. And uh, yeah, it's just the worst case scenario because two wrongs don't make a right, but three wrongs definitely make a worst. Strange. It wasn't like waking up. I don't know. I guess I just realized I was there. Or I just began noticing things, and the more things I noticed, the more things there were. My point of view was growing. I'm not sure I was meant to understand it, but it all just seemed to fit together so perfectly. And now, I don't know. I'm not sure I know what any of this is for. What's the point of any of this? <laughs> 